Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, if you polled a bunch of Pittsburghers and asked who's the most beloved person in our city, it's safe to say that today's guest would show up on that list. Rick Seebeck is known for his TV documentaries on WQED, and now he's dipping his toes into audio. I'm here with Rick to talk about his new podcast, Gum Bands, the one Pittsburgh story he's still dying to tell, and the local rites of passage that can make anyone a true Pittsburgher. It's Wednesday, October 11th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. I'm with a fella almost every single Pittsburgher would recognize in person, on TV, um, and now even via audio. Rick Seaback, I am so honored to talk to you. I am honored to be here. Uh, Can I show you something? Yes, of course. Uh, So I had been in Pittsburgh for just a couple of months, and a friend of mine was at the Allegheny Elks Lodge. You know it well, I think. Yes. (laughs) Um, And she shouted into my ear and said, that's Rick. We have to go meet him. And I had no idea what she was talking about. But this is one of the very first photos of me taken in the city of Pittsburgh. Wow. (laughs) And I, I don't have my glasses on. Is there a date on it? It is from September of 2013. 23 it's 10 mm-hmm. years ago 10 years ago excellent what is it like to be so beloved that people run at you from across the room to take <laughs> photos that you've never met well it doesn't happen that often <laughs> but i mean and, and i want to knock on wood uh i've never had a bad experience you know uh and i i, mean, I think i'm very lucky that way so you know i i i am honored um And I just always feel like I'm the luckiest guy to have found this job 36 years ago. Congratulations. What a milestone. I just, I I never mind people coming up to me. And it's funny, I always say, you know, people will say, can I take a picture? Mm -hmm. And I say, I live by the Fred Rogers rule. Fred Rogers said, you never say no to a photo. Really? Yes. Now, he did not live into the age of the cell phones <laughs> when everybody was taking pictures the, the all the time. The easy selfie, yeah. Right. But I remember people didn't – people weren't crazy about taking him to the airport because everybody at the airport had a camera yeah. back in the day. And so people would say, can I take your picture? And that was because he, as a young man in Paris, saw a famous movie actress and everyone was taking her picture and he thought, I should ask her permission. And so he said, would you mind if I took your picture? And she said, I'd rather you not. <laughs> and he said he felt so small, he just made Aww. a promise to himself. If anyone ever asks for my photo, I will say yes. Well, do you have the ultimate Pittsburgh WQED picture, you and Fred Rogers? Just a very a blurry, out-of-focus one. 
because we both worked on the second floor of WQED and, uh, you know, he was always there, it was the kind of thing that you didn't really do. You don't take pictures of your coworkers that often. Exactly. No, you are totally right. Yes. You spend all this time with them. You make so many memories and then you don't think to pick up the camera. I, you couldn't be wiser. Yes. <laughs> Well, I want to talk about some of those 36 years. Um, you know, I feel like so many of us got to know you by watching your documentaries on WQED. You've chronicled so many pieces of Pittsburgh's present and past. Um, was there anything that you, you know, just you look back on and you're like, you, you just still miss it or you're still so proud of it? Um, favorites from those years? No, because they're like my children. You know, I, I don't <laughs> have any children, but uh, yeah, I, I it's hard to say my favorites. Um but if someone like twisted my arm, I would say that my most favorite things that I've done, I think, are hot dogs and sandwiches. I did a because sh- you got to try them all. No, because for the first time, then I had enough programs under my belt. I think when we started to do them, that QED allowed me to pick my crew. Usually, I was assigned a crew. Oh wow, that's so important to be yes. able to you know work you with know. people that you trust and appreciate and and, and, and love. have fun with. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean... And if you're going to eat hot dogs all day, no you really want to like them. And and television is such a t- totally, uh, you know, collaborative art. Um, I get a lot of the credit, but, you know, I rarely touch the camera. So it's just really, uh, you know, a time when you want to be with people that you want to work with. Yeah. And sometimes we weren't, and, you know, but since then it's been great. Uh, and that's quite a while ago, so... Yeah. Do you have any white whales, um, you know, things that you wanted to try to do here in Pittsburgh that maybe you haven't yet gotten the chance to do? Well, I, um, I'll i tell you that I, yeah, I've always wanted to do a show about Pittsburgh cemeteries. Um, and one time I was at PBS and they asked me that question, is there a show you've always wanted to make? And I said, well, I'd like to do Pittsburgh cemeteries. And they said, ooh, we don't want Pittsburgh cemeteries, but we take national cemeteries. So I did a show called The Cemetery Special. Um, and, but I just think that People want to know about the cemeteries near them. Yeah. Rather than across the country. It was great fun, and I learned massive amounts about cemeteries and, you know, uh, traditions. What uh, what Pittsburgh Cemetery are you most excited to to focus on? Are there any that you really love? Uh, I would probably – we have one in – we have Allegheny Cemetery in that national show because I oh, think good. that's – Oh, good. I'm glad you got a, snuck a Pittsburgh one in there. Oh, yeah. We always – oh. <laughs> PBS said, we know that you would do the, every story about Pittsburgh if you could. Um, but uh, Allegheny is uh, one of the first places in America that actually called itself a cemetery. I don't know if you – that started in Boston. The word cemetery, cimetière from the French. Um, before that, they were just called burial grounds or churchyards. Yeah. I forget which show that is. Let me think. It's Maybe it's like 25 things I like about Pittsburgh. Andy Warhol's Buried in Bethel Park. I love that. Yeah. I, I grew up in Bethel Park. <laughs> and when I came for my job interview in 1987, Andy Warhol had just passed away. And I remember it was my younger brother who said, they buried Andy Warhol here in Bethel Park. I said, no, they didn't. <laughs> he goes, yes, they did. And so I went and uh, I have pictures of me lying next to his fresh grave. Um, no, no marker yet, but my brother knew where it was. So. That's, that was one of your first acts as a newly christened Pittsburgher. Well, I, I grew up here. So, you know, I was returning or I was returning for a job interview at that point. I didn't have the job or anything. You didn't even have the job yet? No, I came for an interview. 
And, and uh, you know, I went Mallory, to Mallory, did you lie next to Andy Warhol's grave when you came back? <laughs> I can't say that I did, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, but the, yeah, the, and there are little cemeteries all around that are always interesting. So, you know, I'd be happy still to do that show. Okay, you heard it here. Somebody make that happen for Rick. Do you like to dance, look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins and so will everyone else there be playful be imaginative explore your magical realm because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress you must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum its art its education and all of its community outreach initiatives get your tickets now to the 25th mattress factory garden party they are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. So you've got a new product now for WQED. Um, it's a podcast called Gum Bands. Um, I think the audio world exclusively is a new medium for you. Is that right? Right. You've yes. been a guest many, many times. Right. And, and I love that. I, I, love, I love the casualness of a podcast. Um, and I love the fact that sometimes it can go way off topic. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good at that around here, too. Uh, where did you come up with the name Gum Bands? Uh, uh, I don't, you know, it was just there. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Pittsburghese uh, you needed in the moment. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's I guess it's almost close to five years ago. We did a series of eight programs called Nebby. Mm -hmm. And uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the f playing with that word Nebby. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about all Pittsburgh words, but I, I like gum bands a lot. You like gum bands. You like Nebby. What else do you like? Uh, I'm not, I don't know if there's another short list. Do you like being verbs? Do you like oh the, the to car? be dropping to be? Dropping I to love be. that. It's very efficient. I love it. Okay, so you were aware of it as a Tennessean. Well, I noticed it pretty quickly upon moving here that oh, you guys don't say that. And at first, I thought it was a little odd, and it kind of irked the grammarian in me. Um, but now I love it. I, I say it unironically without trying. <laughs> yeah. This room needs red up. Yeah. yeah the car <laughs> needs washed. It just makes sense. <laughs> it does. I mean, to think, you know, that we're supposed to be saying this car needs washing just sounds funny to Pittsburgh. But it's not the, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. And actually, I didn't know about that one until well, I mean, I graduated from college. I got my first job in South Carolina. I worked there for 11 years. Then I answered an ad in a trade journal and got this job back here. And I was working on a script at WQED. My boss said, you have a Pittsburghism in your script. And I said, what? And she said, this right here. I said, that sounds fine. And it was <laughs> dropping the verb to be. So you had worked in TV for 11 years outside the city of Pittsburgh and nobody called you on it? No, it was no. I, maybe I never used it, but I, you know, it was just something that came naturally to me. I mean, maybe people noticed and thought, like, what's wrong with that guy? Um, <laughs> no one taught him how to talk. Right. But, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I still like it. I like that 
yes, the efficiency of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to acknowledge the fact that the, the whole idea of the podcast came from my co-producer, Rich Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate how many folks you name drop in, in your production staff. It's really important, having worked as a producer, to give credit where it's due. Totally, totally. Yeah, uh, Rich Capaldi said... Uh, WQED TV, radio has a podcast, WQED FM, all classical all the time, 50 years old this year. I know. Um, They have a podcast, but QED TV did not have a podcast. And he said, if you do it with me, we'll get this done. And so uh, that's how it started. And I mean, really quickly, maybe like the same day I said, we'll call it gum bands. I just like the idea of gum bands holding everything together. Um, In fact, I brought you a present. You did? We love presents. (gasps) <gasps> a gum band ball. My own gum band ball? I'm so excited. I, I just like, you know, I love the Pittsburghism of it. I love the image of it. Um, and I, I've been, you know, I think since very early on, I've been saying holding Pittsburgh together, gum bands. Um, but, uh, you know, someone else said to me, oh, stretching the truth, <laughs> which I like. <laughs> That's and, very clever. <laughs> and then when we were doing the promos, I thought, oh, I want this show to be snappy. <laughs> And so, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do with it. But That is very fun. Um, you know, something we've been talking about here at CityCast Pittsburgh, um, kind of along this line of milestones, is what it is that makes a Pittsburgher a true Pittsburgher. Um, so, you know, there was a joke on the team here for a while that you had to be here for at least 10 years and then have to go through some kind of naturalization ceremony. Like, if you were not lucky enough to be born a Pittsburgher, what might you have to do? Um, I am now celebrating 10 years here in the city. Um, So I've reached number one. I'm curious what you think. What are the rites of passage maybe that a non-naturalized Pittsburgher must achieve to be able to call themselves one of you? Wow. That is a really good question. Um, Just based on my wanderings this morning, you have to have a uh, a breaded oyster at the oyster house. Okay. Okay. you know, I, immediately I think of food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. <laughs> the food ones are fun to check off the list. That's a good bingo card. <laughs> yes. Um, I like people to get up to Troy Hill. You know, if someone mm-hmm. comes to town, I like to take them to Troy Hill and uh, see uh, the relics. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. In the, I know the, the cemetery. No, there, uh, well, uh, there's the church. And then next to the church, there's a small chapel that has the world's largest collection of holy relics. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I uh, haven't done that one yet. It's on my short list. Yeah. Um, I have climbed Rialto, which I think is worth a few bonus points. That's worth a lot of bonus <laughs> points. Yes. Boy, what else do you have to do to become a Pittsburgher? Wander across a bridge on foot. Okay. Um, With a destination in mind or just for fun? Uh, and it could be just for fun. Um you have to go to Rachel Carson's house. You know, it's still there where she grew up. Where is that? It's in Springdale. Can uh, I show you our list? Yes, yes. And maybe that'll give me some other ideas. So sit behind home plate at a Pirates game. Okay. Um, eat fries on a salad. Some of these are quite easy, but. Eat fries on a salad. Yeah, you know, like, I think that's faded a bit. Maybe I've just been going to the wrong places. But uh, I remember uh, my uh, associate producer, Nancy uh, Jean Coates, um, now Coates Greenwood, when she left Pittsburgh, she, I think she went to D.C. and she said she was in a thing and the guy said, you know, she said, I'll have a salad and, and, and no French fries. And the guy went, it's a salad. You know, <laughs> there are no French fries on the salad. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, making or taking, depending on your interpretation, a Pittsburgh left. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just sort of kindness. Yeah. You well, know? do you think you make a Pittsburgh left or do you, like, do you give a Pittsburgh left or do you take a Pittsburgh left? Uh, you can do both. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can just be bold and cut in front of the other line or sometimes you'll get a wave. Um, and either one is good. We had a few uh, nefarious ones, like um, feel too old to be out after dark in the south side. Uh, that's pretty easy, I think. <laughs> it is for us. <laughs> it is for me. Get pooped on at the National Aviary. Ah, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, give directions based on what used to be there. I feel like you would be especially good at that one. I can do that, yeah, especially where the Isleys used to be. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about that, actually. Um Write a funicular for practical transportation. That is so funny that you would call it a funicular because someone said, you know, you can't be from Pittsburgh and call that a funicular. <laughs> Although that is the real term for it. We just have always called them inclines. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. I'm um, fine with it. Um, and that one is a crucial one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, when I was in high school, I was a foreign exchange student to Rio de Janeiro. And I lived with a family. And the my... Uh, Brazilian brothers, Edu and Kiko. Edu was my age and Kiko was a little bit younger. Um, they had never been to the Christ statue. <laughs> oh, wow. And they took me like the last day I was there, you know. And they But it was new to them too. It was new to them too. And then when he came and lived with my family here, Edu, and that's the first time I went on the incline. Because, you know, I'd grown up here. Sometimes when you grow up here, you don't bother with those things. You know they're there, but, you know, who cares? It's so easy to forget that stuff. Um, but uh, when I came back, I just realized, oh, my God, this city has such great texture and history mm -hmm. and, you know, unusual traditions and, you know, just so distinctive uh, an aura um, that you don't always find in a city, I, you know. Not to make anyone mad, but I always say, if you really want to love Pittsburgh, go spend a couple days in Houston or Dallas. <laughs> oh, sorry, CityCast Houston. <laughs> um, well, we are very glad that you did come back 36 years ago. Yes. Uh, me too. I, You know, how could I complain? Well, I definitely can't complain. Uh, and you'll have to let us know if there's anything else that, I don't know, comes to mind for you for this whole Pittsburgh rites of passage conversation. I, I, I'm just fascinated by the idea that you think there should be a ceremony that you know makes you a Pittsburgher. That's really good. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a good city, you know, and uh, uh, there's lots of problems, but everywhere <laughs> does. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm happy to celebrate it and to, uh, you know, keep trying to make it maybe a little better. Thank you so much, Rick, for talking to us on CityCast Pittsburgh. I hope this wasn't too long. No, it was great. It was so much fun. Excellent. No, thank you. And we want to hear from you. What do you consider the quintessential Pittsburgh rite of passage? You can write us at Pittsburgh at citycast.fm or leave us a voicemail at 412-212-8893. Or you can come share your answer with us in person. That's right. We are holding a little CityCast happy hour on Thursday, November 9th. We're going to be posted up at Trace Brewing in Bloomfield from 5 to 7. Please stop by, say hello, have a drink with the team. And if you want, you can tell us your favorite Pittsburgh milestone. We may just include it on an upcoming episode. Again, that is November 9th from 5 to 7 at Trace Brewing in Bloomfield. Save the date. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. You can always find our back episodes and anything that has ever been in the Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. There's so much good stuff on our new website at pittsburgh.citycast.fm. If you're liking the show, please let someone know. I know that's how I find all my favorite podcasts. Rate us, leave us a nice review, and make sure you're subscribed to that wonderful newsletter. Francesca works so hard to make sure yins are in the know. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. No one can love a national show the way Pittsburghers love a Pittsburgh show. Um, And so I love the Pittsburgh shows probably the best.